ever stop to think about the songs we sing? What do they say about us? And do they truly articulate the full scope of our Christian values and experience? God gives you something to sing about and helps you sing it. He reminds you of his presence there in the midst of it all. Dr. Dixon shares this week about making a joyful noise and singing to the Lord a new song. Well, bless the Lord. You know what? It's time to make a joyful noise. Oh, it's time to make a joyful noise. Whether you are singing a song you know or whether you're singing the Lord a new song. The Bible instructs us to sing. It instructs us to praise. And then he says in his word, he said, sing to the Lord a new song. Oh, it's time to make a joyful noise. I don't know about you, but I think I can make this statement is that we all love old music, whether it's centuries old or even just a few months old. You know, those tunes that you enjoy most are unavoidably the ones you already know. You know, there's no getting around it. Music has a strange power to capture your thoughts and feelings from the past, from anything that's been recent or long ago, and send those thoughts and those feelings streaming into your presence. At the sound of just a few bars. Oh, you know I got it right. You know, it's a common experience to find yourself moved by some old song that you've sung for years. And if it's a Christian hymn or worship chorus, you might feel freshly connected to God's amazing faithfulness. Not just through the ages, but in your particular life. Mm. That was my experience when I heard an old song that, oh, I just love it. Oh, give thanks. I couldn't get enough of it. I instructed our media chief to just put it on a CD and over and over and over again for me. I couldn't get enough. Oh, it was just stirring me up on the inside. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for all that he has done. Oh, I tell you, I thought about the choir and how the choir sang it as marching in and they would sing it on special occasions and it had been years since I'd heard it. Oh, it stirred me. It stirred me on the inside when they began to sing and play that song. I said, oh, it's so good. I just enjoyed it. It brought back thoughts and feelings from the past when they began to stream into my presence at the very sound and just a few bars when it was tied out down in my soul. Oh, let me tell you, if you've got a Christian hymn or worship chorus that you might feel freshly connected to God's amazing faithfulness, let me tell you, it just streams down in your soul. <laughs> oh, I just love it. It brought back so many rich memories and it inspired gratitude for God's mercy in my life and surrounding me at the early age of my ministry with such high praise to him. All of that came back streaming mm, through my soul, which had me just sensing afresh that there is a wonderful place for old songs. But I'm unaware of any command in the Bible to sing old songs. It's not disobedient to sing old songs. It simply isn't something God needs to remind us to do. Our inertia is toward humming and singing and selecting the stuff we already know. We already like the songs we like after all, right? <laughs> so, but what we don't yet know are the new songs. And it takes some energy to write them and to learn them. So the scripture, it comes and tells us through scriptures that we need to be reminded and God reminds us again and again to sing 
a new song. Mm-hmm. Sing a new song unto the Lord. He lets us know in the Psalms, Psalms 96 and 98 and 149. Sing to the Lord a new song, as does Psalms 42 and 10. Sing to the Lord a new song and Psalms 33 and 3. Sing to him a new song and Psalms 144 and 9 adds its voice to the chorus. I will sing a new song to you, O God. <laughs> Why is this the case? I think Psalms 40 gives us a clue. You know, I always don't try to come up with the answer. Uh -uh. Whatever God has said, you can find it in his word. Oh, yes. And Psalms 40 around verse three, the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord for some deliverance. God hears him and rescues him. And one of the things he does for him in the deliverance is he puts a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Psalms 40 verse 3. Ah, glory. New songs of praise are appropriate for new rescues and fresh manifestations of grace. Aren't you experiencing it in this hour? New rescues, fresh manifestations of God's grace. As long as God is gracious toward us, as long as he keeps showing us his power and wowing us with his works. Mm. It is fitting that we not just sing old songs inspired by his past grace. Woo! but also that we sing new songs about his ever-streaming, never-ceasing grace. Oh, glory to God. Ah, you know, again, the head of the media department back there, I tell you, in audio, she gets it together for me and just sends me tapes. She used to give me tapes, but now with the technology, she'll send it to me. I have to figure out how to pull it down. Oh, just some new songs. Oh, they sound so good. Oh, I just enjoy them. Why? New songs, new mercies, new music. Oh, new grace, new things that God is doing in your life, showing you his power, his wowing you with his great works and unexplainable manifestations. <laughs> Woo! My God, it is time to make a joyful noise. Sing to the Lord a new song. Mm, glory to God. Don't think I'm not unaware of any command in the Bible that tells us to sing old songs. I know that it is not there. Uh, and, and we may not know the new songs. And, and we know it takes energy to write the new ones and to learn them and all of that. But let me tell you, God speaks to us through songs. God speaks to us through making a joyful noise. He did it in the Bible. I learned something uh, through the word of God in Exodus 15 verses 1 through 8. Uh-huh. How it was customary for the Hebrews to celebrate God's mighty acts by writing a new song. Ooh. For example, when God led the children of Israel through the Red Sea and set them free once and for all from the mighty Pharaoh, Moses wrote a song to commemorate the occasion. He said, I will sing to Yahweh for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Yah is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. First Samuel two verses one through eight. When God answered Hannah's prayer for a son, she sang, my heart exalts in Yahweh. My horn is exalted in Yahweh. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Ooh. Second Samuel 22 verses one through four. Huh. David, he had prevailed over the Gibeonites, the Philistines, and all the other enemies of Israel. He sang, Yahweh is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, even mine. God, my rock in him, I will take refuge. 
I will call on God, Yahweh, who is worthy to be praised, so shall ask be saved from my enemies. Oh, then I tell you, I looked some more. Psalms 98 verses 1 through 3. Whenever the Hebrews experienced the awesome power of God's redeeming love, they sang a new song to mark the occasion. It's a song of praise commemorating the end of the Babylonian exile. Psalms 98, 1 through 3. Sing to Yahweh, to the Lord, a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Mm. And then I looked at Psalms 98 verses 4 through 7. The Israelites had lived in captivity for 70 years and now they were free to return to the land of Judea. Can you imagine a greater moment for celebration? No wonder the psalmist went on to say, Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth burst out and sing for joy. Yes, sing praises. Sing praises to our God with the harp. And with the harp and the voice of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn, make a joyful noise before the king, mm, Yahweh. And don't stop there. Let the sea war with its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Oh, what kind of song are you called to sing mm, in such a time as this? Oh, in such a time of uncertainties. And ever constant changes. Oh, when the world is being shaken, we must sing a new song of hope. When the world is hurting, we must sing a new song of healing and salvation. When the world grieves, we sing new songs of resurrection. When the world grows more unfair, we must sing God's new song of justice. To those who are enslaved and prisoners, we teach new songs of freedom. To those who are afraid, we share our songs of courage. To those who are draped down by sin, we sing of God's forgiveness. To those who are confused, we sing God's clear new song of truth. In this divided world, our songs reach out to strangers to welcome one and the other and build bridges. In this restless world, our songs tell of God's peace and our final rest in heaven. In this polluted world, we sing a new song of care for God's creation. In this world of variety and pride, we sing songs of humility and meekness. In a world which lives for itself, we sing of love, the love of God and neighbor. The song we sing is the song of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a song of great power and love. Perhaps you do not sing. It is very well if you think you don't. But let me prophesy to you today that you will sing and you'll sing as clearly as you can. Oh, 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 yes. Perhaps you have forgotten its immense potential to transform human life. Perhaps you have lost confidence in the immense importance of the message entrusted to the church. We need to find our voice again. You must find your voice again. Because you're going to sing something new. New mercies. New music. Oh, yes, you will. And I'm here to tell you, once 
you're aware of what God is doing in the world today, reconciling us to himself. Once you're aware of what God is up to in your life, transforming you into the man or woman of God that God created you to be. Once you become aware of the power of God's redeeming love, you too will sing a new song. Sing a song unto the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. I declare that marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of God's greatness will be commonplace in your life in the name of Jesus. And make a joyful noise. Sing unto the Lord a new song. I am Carol Dixon, and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Dash is connecting to millions of people all over the globe. And we are asking our listeners to help us continue to further our reach by giving. Through your generous gift and donations, it helps us to disseminate this podcast to your location and all over the world. And since Dash is a 501c3 organization, every generous gift is tax deductible. To learn more, please email us at imcaroldixon at gmail.com. For we want to serve billions of people positively, productively, and prayerfully. We want to thank you for being a part of the Dash community, for you are the very best part of Dash Podcast. And remember, Dash is always on.